Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind made his way to Kartarpur of Dwabba, which is just north of Jalandhar, after comforting Matakola in Amritsar. When he reached there in Kartarpur, there was a divan set up. The next morning, the congregation came, the Rababis were singing the tales of old warriors. Guru Hargobind was explaining how the warriors would attain victory in battle, and amongst the congregation, a small group of warrior Pratans came. They were coming from a nearby village named Mir. Guru Hargobind saw the group of about 10, and one of the warriors was quite young, only about 16 years old, but he was huge. He was quite built. It caught the eye of Guru Hargobind. He was beautifully dressed. He had all the markings of a warrior. He was looking very sharp. Guru Hargobind had a desire to nurture and hire these guys, so he called them over. And that's where chapter 32 starts off. So the group of 10 were standing in front of Guru Hargobind when the Guru asked them, Who is the young one over here? What's his name? Who's his father? Does he live with you or elsewhere? So someone out of the group named Asmail Khan, he replied saying, O oh great Guru, protector of the poor, he used to live in the village of Giljaz named Alampur, but his maternal family is in Mir, that's where we're from. And that's where he's been raised. His father and mother, they both passed away when he was very young. I'm his maternal uncle. So his mother was my sister and I take care of him. So now he's the age of training. So he's training with us with weapons. He had a great desire to come and receive your darshan with us. His name is Pande Khan and he's been living with me basically his entire life. So listening to this, Guru Hargobind then responded to Asmail Khan saying, well, he's grown really well. He looks very smart. He's so built and adorned with weapons. He'll be so useful in warfare. If we want to enlist him as a warrior in our army, will he want to stay or not? Ismail Khan replied saying, Guru Hargobind, you know the whole Qom, the whole ethnic group of the Patans very well. So here, Ismail Khan is alluding to the fact that Patans have this reputation of being strong warriors. So he continues saying, he will only do that type of work. He's a warrior. He'll enlist. He'll work in the service of people like yourself. What he won't do is be measuring stuff out like a salesman or working in the fields. No, he is a baton. His work is warfare. His work is in the battlefield. If you are so graceful to him, then yes, keep him. You will take care of him. He is the son of a great baton. And whenever you're in war, he'll be of great service to you. If you feed him well and take care of him now, he'll grow so big, so strong and tall, there'll be no match for him in the entire world. Guru Hargobind replied saying, well, you've come now to receive my darshan, take him home now, and then come again at some point, and we'll have him enlisted. We at the moment are making preparations to travel more east, but after a few months we'll be back, and we'll adorn him with weapons and the uniform to make him proficient warrior. So Guru Hargobind said this and then gave uh, Ismail Khan 11 rupees and then said, go to the market and get him some food, feed him well. So the Pathan said salam, they said their greetings and goodbyes and then with great joy they went back to their village. So that day had passed and in the evening then 
Guru Hargobind had his dinner before going to bed. He slept very sound, and then the next morning at sunrise, the congregation came again to receive the Guru's darshan with great enthusiasm. Guru Hargobind was sitting there in the Dwan amongst the congregation where the Rababis were singing Shabbos and Rag Balaval. The congregation brought with them many offerings for the Guru, and then after the Dwan, everyone lined up for the communal kitchen, the Langar. Five Pathans came that day as well with Bandit Khan. They brought him. Guru Hargobind gave Bandit Khan his salary, monthly salary up front, gave him a residence to stay. He even allotted two buffaloes just for him so he could enjoy all the milk from those buffaloes. And the Guru told his servants, Listen, when you milk the buffalo daily, take the milk, warm it up, throw some pistachios and almonds in there as well. And then also have some dates and other dried fruit as well. Mix that with sugar. And when there's about an hour and a half left in the day before sunset, then take all that food and drinks and feed that to Pandekhan. Give him all he wants. So Pandekhan was given this enormous amount of food. Uh, he was also given a daily salary of five rupees a day. A rupee back then was a silver coin, which was a lot of money at the time. So this is how well Pandekhan was treated. And he was so happy about this arrangement. He understood the great Guru, had so much love for him. One day, Guru Hargobin called Pandit Khan close and fed him himself. And he ate the amount of two grown men. And Guru Hargobin saw this and he was so happy and he was pleased. He then said to his servants, going forward, always feed him this much. So in this way, Guru Hargobin kept Pandit Khan in his standing army located there at Kartarpur. The next day after this, Guru Hargobin, in the early hours of the morning, got ready to ride out from Kartarpur. He strapped on his weapons, then mounted his horse. He traveled for about 30 kilometers on horseback before setting up camp for the night. The next day at sunrise, they again mounted up and took off. And this is how they traveled for the next few days, riding great distances before setting up camp for the night. On the way there, there was a pilgrimage site named Oa, along the beautiful Saraswati River, which removes great amounts of sins, which has been praised by the Vedas in previous ages. So when Guru Hargobind was about 12 kilometers away from that area, Guru Hargobind thought, you know, it'd be nice to set up camp around that area. And it was in around that area where there was a blind, disabled man there, who a Sikh gave some Updesh, some spiritual teachings to. And that disabled man, every day, Day and night, he would contemplate the true Guru. He would say, I'm no one to help me in this world. Guru Hargobind, the Guru of the world, only you will come to remove my pain. I don't have the strength or the power to go visit you. But if you're so graceful towards me, please come and visit me right here. So in this way, he would contemplate on the Guru. And he was in the village named Kara. So to remove this man's pain, Guru Hargobind dismounted in that village. All the warriors along with Guru Hargobind dismounted as well and they tied up their horses in a line. They gave them uh, some food from the village. They brought supplies and then they made food for the whole group. That disabled Sikh, he heard that the true Guru had arrived and he was overjoyed. He was in so much bliss. He was dragging himself forward slowly, slowly, so his legs were not working. And he was reciting Guru Guru from his mouth, asking people along the way where the Guru was camped up. And slowly, slowly, he got to the outskirts of the village where Guru Hargobind and his army had set up camp. When he got in front of the Guru, he lowered his head. And in front of the Guru, he said, 
Everyone calls you by the beautiful name, the master of the meek. In the world, I have no one other than you. My feet don't work, I can't walk, I can't see, I'm blind. I've been forever waiting for you. My desire has been to meet with you. You've been so graceful upon me by coming here. Many years have gone by in this desire, this hope. I've been meditating upon you during that entire time. Please, Guru Hargobind, grant me sight and the use of my legs. The six near the Guru, they heard this and they told him, listen, take the dust from the lotus-like feet of the Guru and apply that to yourself. So this Sikh, he, he grasped out, he felt the bottom of the Guru's shoe with his fingers, he kind of rubbed the bottom of the shoe, he got a little bit of the dust and he put it over his eye. And his eyesight returned just like normal. And he saw the great Guru in front of him, beautifully adorned. And he was over and over again just thanking the Guru, sacrificing himself, he would say, for the Guru. He was saying, blessed, blessed are you, Guru Hargobind, who has heard my plea, giving me this blessed vision. You forever are graceful upon the meek. You forever redeem the sinners like me. So he praised the Guru extensively like this for some time. Guru Hargobind looked at him with his graceful glance, which removes all pain, and told him, well, You've received the gift of sight now. You should stay here and perform seva at this spot with great love. Clean this area with a broom. Light a lamp here in the evening and forever recite the Guru's name. Those six who come here and place their offerings, share that with everybody. And to those six, you should feed them first and only eat after feeding them. Take care of this entire location. So this is what Guru Hargobind taught that sick. And he was... He was just overjoyed to have this duty. He said, I'll forever obey your command, O Guru Hargobind. You are the savior in this life and the next. Is there anyone as merciful as you? That's why you're called the great protector of the meek. So Guru Hargobind made this Sikh the head pujari, the main person in charge of this location. He would perform seva here for many years and the pain of his body, that disability, slowly, slowly went away. In the future, Guru Tegh Bahadur would come here as well and stay here for some time. And that Sikh received Guru Tegh Bahadur's darshan, divine sight as well. This Sikh who received the great boon of forever reciting the divine name, Satanam. Guru Tegh Bahadur gave this Sikh a lot of money so he could build a garden here as well as a well for water before the Guru then traveled on forward on his travels. Eventually, even Guru Gobind Singh would come here and visit this spot. But at that time, this Sikh had long passed away. When Guru Gobind Singh rode up to this spot, he saw a group of men there, sitting there, just sitting down. They didn't respect the Guru at all. They didn't get up to pay respect. Guru Gobind Singh was mounted on this horse, and he asked his Sikhs beside him, and who are these guys here? The Sikhs replied, these guys sitting here, that guy over there, he's the head of this spin called Karhali. His in-laws live here, and that's why He's come here. He's a local uh, revenue collector of this area. Guru Gobind Singh, the exalted plume-wearing guru who's just brimming with great passion and energy, spontaneously said, well, now this guy's position has been thrown into hell. Those who come here to visit him as well will be destroyed. Saying this, Guru Gobind Singh then took off on horseback and went to the village, Kalse. But back to Guru Hargobind, he stayed the night here at this village and only left the next morning when the sun rose. And that's how chapter 32 
concludes. In the next chapter, we'll hear Guru Hargobin traveling forward to meet that Sikh Almast up in the mountains of UP. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Manglajaran Patreon page. Oh, oh, oh.